KC Covers Country. It's Thursday, the fourth best day of the week. Obviously behind Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What's up? I hope you had a great week so far. Um, We made a massive announcement on 92.3 WIL this morning. Luke Combs coming to Bush Stadium June 17th of 2023. He's bringing Be Still My Heart, Riley Green, Laney Wilson, Flatland Cavalry, and Brent Cobb. And we are so excited for it. I'm really shocked that on this world tour, he's going to 16 different countries, only playing 35 shows. The fact that St. Louis was chosen to be one of those stops is really exciting and important. So tickets will go on pre-sale next Thursday and then on sale next Friday. What is that? 16th at 10 a.m. And this week on air, we talked about Luke Holmes. We talked about Kane Brown and how Lauren Elena is actually the one who really discovered him. How Tyler Hubbard might actually have a new partner on stage and even an update on the Brittany Aldean, Maren Morris stuff from last week, which, by the way, uh, thank you for embracing that podcast. It was it was a weird moment where Remy and I were like, are we really going to talk about this? Yeah, we kind of have to talk about this. It's big news. But it went over really well, which I'm thankful for. And before I leave you with the biggest stories from the week, I also want to say that on Monday at 7 a.m., we're going to announce our Jingle Fest lineup and the official date. I'm so excited finally getting to talk to some of the artists, make big plans for the show, the fun stuff that Remy and I are going to do in between the acts, including a live version of Remy versus Casey. So follow us on Facebook and Instagram just to make sure that you don't miss that big announcement. Also, we've got Luke Bryan tomorrow night, Songs for Soldiers on Saturday. It's a big weekend, and I think this is our last big weekend of... um, summer country concerts so thanks for spending the summer with us without further ado let's hop right in is tyler hubbard getting a new partner on stage no good clickbait though tyler hubbard one half of the florida georgia line who is jumping into his own music now he's beginning to tour and practice and things so there's a really cute video of his wife Haley hubbard she grabbed all three kids and went to hang out at dad's band practice when two-year-old luca who's really the star of the video he packed up his own guitar nice. took it along so he could jump in and play with the band at practice and i mean he's got to probably be about three years old now actually between two and three yeah but to see a three-year-old even with a guitar case on his back walking into his dad's band practice. What's up? I'm here. Let's rock. I thought you were going to say his wife was joining him, like Kane Brown. You know, we just did that story uh, yesterday about Kane Brown's wife on a song. Oh, and- yeah, Kane, watch this. <laughs> yeah, My know. wife's better. Right. <laughs> and then five-year-old Olivia started dancing with her dad while they were playing music. Tyler, I feel like, is really building this family man stereotype. It's really giving Thomas Rhett. But it's really sweet, too. It's okay. fun to watch. Okay. So you think that, you think that with this new... This newfound like solo career that he's building the brand around Thomas Rhett. No, <laughs> but I think he is building the brand around like more family um, vibes, like family man values rather than like, like I don't necessarily think we're gonna see as much of the um, the up down Florida Georgia line type of stuff yeah. on a boat with the girls and the fur coats and the things. I think it's going to be a lot of the videos where they're there as a family or, you know, like dancing in the country when they're literally just a bunch of people 
dancing in the country. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because he can't pull off like the badass like outlaw vibe for sure. Like no. that's not going to happen. I think he knows that. Yeah. I remember the fur coat days. I was like, this guy, what does he do? What do right? they do? They, Florida Georgia Live, what are they doing they. with my Jason? It was a weird time. <laughs> it was a weird time, but I'm really liking what Tyler Hubbard is up to and that video is on our Instagram story. You know, I was just thinking the other day, it's been a minute since we've heard about an awards show. Well, here it goes again. The top snubs and surprises from this year's CMA Award nominations. So this came out yesterday? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. First things first. After the insane year that Walker Hayes has had, after Fancy Like and AA and Y'all Life and the Applebee's deals and the tour all over the country, selling out venues, been to St. Louis three times within a year. You'd think he'd get nominated, right? He got nothing? No. Wow. They don't have like a viral category, anything like that? Let yeah, right? Check. I'm, let TikTok. me check. Okay, so I lied. He got one. It's new artist of the year. But a lot of people are really shocked that he didn't get our, our male artist He's of the year. He's been around for like a decade. I yes. hate that category so much. I know. Everyone else in new artist of the year, Hardy. Cody Johnson, oh Parker McCollum, Laney, like people who have been around who have like at least two albums out now. Maybe Laney and Parker, maybe, but still there's a fight for that. I get Cody Johnson. He just really has been accepted by radio. I mean, when you look at the CMAs, like they've kind of shunned him for a long time. So he's finally accepted. Well, actually, that's artist, why though. Cody Johnson is a big surprise because he shouldn't be in the new artist category because he has so many albums out. But he is, not to mention, he is also in the male vocalist of the year category, which is really exciting for him since mainstream audience is just now getting a hold of him. Yeah. Exciting for him, but like, you're right. He shouldn't, this category of new artists, it it needs to change or evolve. Yeah. Uh, Like Jelly Roll should be in that. Yeah. Zach Bryan. Yeah. Kind of early on in that. I agree with those. But Walker Hayes got nominated for a Grammy last year. Now he's just like not getting nominated for music at all. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. With a new album and everything coming out, even Thomas Rhett didn't get nominated. Which, wow. Yeah. Um, but the most surprising of all is that Lainey Wilson not only received one nomination, but six. Nice. She got Female Vocalist of the Year, New Artist of the Year, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, Music Video of the Year, and Live Performance of the Year. So Is she going to be like the Chris Stapleton of the CMAs this year? I think she might. <laughs> she, I mean, there's a solid chance she could win all of them. Yeah. Which is crazy since she's really only blown up over the last 18 months or so. Yeah. Award shows are just, it's so odd. They're so weird because there's politics involved and they can say that there's not politics involved, Mm -hmm. but there's politics involved. But there is. And I'll tell you why, because we've now seen another year of zero nominations for Kane Brown, who has never been nominated at the CMA Awards. The only time Kane Brown has ever been nominated was when he was associated with Chris Young for Famous Friends. That was the only time he even got close. I'm trying to think of like who would have been a new artist around the same time. Probably Luke, Luke. Combs. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Morgan came a little bit later. I was going to say Lauren Elena, but she's been around for a while too. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't know that about Kane Brown. 
Yeah, he's never been nominated at the CMA Awards. So at this point, it is safe to assume that there are some petty things happening behind the scenes and it's all politics. But if you care at all, I'll post it to the Facebook page where you can see the list of also Entertainer of the Year nominees. Kane Brown is dropping something that has been long awaited and long anticipated. Back in like 2020, Kane Brown started teasing this new song that has had his biggest fans and followers on the edge of their seats because he is revealing his first duet with wife, Caitlin. She sounds great and honestly... That's because before they were together, she had her own music career. Wasn't she like an EDM artist or something? EDM. No, really? but she was based out of Miami, so it was very like... Pitbull. Um, no. <laughs> it had, like she has like an R&B type of voice over pop music. That's that. I think Mariah Carey. Okay. Re- revival. I think that's... I think they sound great together. Her voice kind of overpowers his at times. So yeah. It sounds really good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they met by somebody in the music industry like they brought her to one of his shows and he said after that he started flying her out to Nashville until she just didn't leave and then they got married now they have two babies and I think because she's a full-time wife and mom people forget that like she had her own music career and I'm sure for her this is a fun moment to not only step back in the studio but be like hey I got it I still got it I think it's easy for him to get lost in her voice you know I see what you did there. The last thing. Wow. Oh, yeah. I had to bring it up. did it again. We'll never lose it. Did it it again. I mean, hopefully he doesn't get lost when he he comes to St. Louis next year. Maybe. I I wonder if this will be a thing. If she travels with him, does she come out on stage every single night that that they play this? Well, and how many of, like, his friends, other artists, does she get on tracks with now? You know, maybe some vocals, some background stuff. You never know. Right. This could be... A revival of her own career, which could be cool. Anyway, if you do want to see Kane Brown, you can grab those tickets at 923WIL.com. He's going to be at the Enterprise Center with this guy, Dustin Lynch, on April 14th of 2023. Luke Holmes got emotional on stage when he had to reveal something to the crowd over the weekend in Banger, what, Maine? Maine. Maine. I didn't know. Julie the Cat Gaffney is from in Mighty Ducks. Okay. yeah. (laughs) She was good. (laughs) Anyway, Luke Gums came out onto stage, and uh, I hope you can hear and understand what he's saying here. But he told the crowd they needed to have a quick chat. I need to talk to you before we start. At about 7 p.m. today, I realized that I was not going to be able to sing as good as I normally do. Now, I know you're sad, but what I've decided to do is refund all of your tickets, and we're going to play. Hold on a second. I'm just going to need your help. We're still going to play the show, but it's not going to be what I think it should be for you guys having to pay for it. So we're going to put on the best free show we can put on. But all I want you to know is that we're going to do the very best. I'm going to give you everything that I have, and I'm so sorry. He was super emotional about this. So he had, they had played multiple shows in Maine, and on that second night, he said, you know having vocal issues, not going to sound good at all. Yeah. But instead of canceling the show, we'll play it. We just need you to sing back as loud as you can to fill in the gaps where, like, I'm not getting the words out, essentially. That's super tough stuff. And, you know, this could boil down to a lot of different things. You know, maybe a rescheduling of something like this is super hard because he's got a tour next year that they're, you know, 
talking about or whatever. But on a financial front, I mean, we're talking if 17,000 tickets are sold at 20 bucks a piece, that's like, I don't know, $350,000. But you know, some of those tickets are going for a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. Well, he, probably talking like seven fifty more so. He's still probably playing for a lot of people's salary for that night. Uh, concession workers, people that are doing some of those small things that are still there working. Yeah. Maybe throughout the whole show. So he's still got to pay that, too. Most artists would have 100% canceled the show. And this is something that's not rare. Like, you do hear about it pretty often. And I'm sure it's never easy to do that. But... I think it's pretty cool that Luke made the extra effort to find that loophole and recognize that the music's not just what they're coming for. They're there to be in the same room as him and soak up his energy and to hear him speak to them directly and have that moment where it feels like he's looking you in the eye. Do we know what what his vocal issue was? I don't think we know what I think it might have been exhaustion or like maybe feeling a little bit under the weather but if you've listened to any of the clips of him from that night I mean he's right like it sounds really bad. It He's right. He sound, sucks. This is straight trash. No, it doesn't sound. It sounds like somebody who's like really struggling to get their words out. Yeah. But I'm sure the crowd loved his authenticity more than anything, and it made for a really nice night. Every doctor that has looked at vocal cords is like, Ooh, please stop. That's please, wrong. Cut. It is you right need there. to uh, whisper, sir. Please whisper more. I don't ever remember this being a thing like with artists until like the last couple of years. It seems like you hear about it more. Maybe that's because like we're in the industry, we're in it more. Yeah. But like I never remember hearing about artists canceling a show and then. This year, it's like Thomas Red, Adele's been there. Yeah. The weekend over over this past weekend. Yeah. Just like it seems like it's a constant thing. I also I've got to find this video. I saw it this morning. It's on our face or it's on our Instagram story. I'll post it to Facebook. But at one of these last shows that he did, he actually sat down on the side of the stage and he saw two like twelve year old boys and he said, "I need to I need you to tell me how much you paid." to stand in the pit tonight, you two little kids. And they were both like, uh, $200. And he reached in his pocket and he pulled out all the cash he had on him. Nice. And he said, we'll actually pay you the rest. Like, we'll make sure because you two are like the coolest. You're full of energy. You know all the words. I want to make sure that like you weren't paying us 200 of your 12-year-old dollars. <laughs> and then he like, signed their hats and things. It was really cute. So Luke Combs, always a stand-up guy. Remember last week when we chatted about the Brittany Aldean drama? Don't worry. We're not really getting into it. Okay. But I, no. Took a lot out of me. No. But I did read yesterday about how Brittany and opposing player Maren Morris are both turning those lemons into lemonade. Both women started kicking up some serious word dirt around their political views online last week or a couple weeks ago. Essentially, Marin ended up calling Brittany Aldean a Barbie. Brittany then instantly dropped a line of Barbie-inspired apparel. Mm-hmm. Of course she did. Then, you know, someone called Marin a lunatic country music person. Marin instantly drops her own line of T-shirts and both respectively said that they were going to donate the proceeds to organi- like charitable organizations of their choices. I just realized yesterday that Marin announced she'd made over $100,000 in a day. That's crazy. A day she made $100,000 for LGBTQ plus communities. Which I mean, that's She huge. said 100% of the proceeds were going to those charities, right? 100% of Marin's proceeds went to charitable organizations. The Brittany Aldean th- is more unclear because we know that that was not the case. Yeah, she vaguely spoke about some of the money going to it. She she never said 100%. Right. So I'm not quite sure. But either way, 
It turned into a scenario where they're both ultimately doing great things for causes that mean a lot to them and organizations that are built to make our world a better place. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we should start making shirts with things that people say to us at concerts, such as, but not limited to, can you take our picture for me? I don't listen to radio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a request. Can you get me backstage? And then we can put all of those shirts on. We can put them on sale and then donate 100% of the proceeds to troubled DJs. Right. To us. <laughs> where was she? Uh, where was Marin Morris during One Pet, One Vet that whole time? You know, we could use that help. Right. $100,000 in, in a day. day. Yeah. It's wild. It's a big deal. So, you know, I'm glad to see that they're out here doing great things. Maybe we can keep that up. But maybe if we could just keep our heads down and not cause the stir Jeez. next time. That would be cool. Always some drama. Uh, there's got to be. Was Lauren Elena the first person to discover Kane Brown's voice? Oh. That's a big question, especially considering, you know, he did American Idol. He did the X Factor. He was discovered technically online. However, she's got one up on us. I'll let her tell you the story. So I grew up in a town called Rossville, Georgia, and I went to Lakeview Middle School. And I was in choir class one day, and there was a guy sitting next to me. I heard him singing, and he was very shy, and he never, ever, ever wanted to sing. I looked at him, and I said, can you sing? It sounds like you can sing. And he said, I don't sing in front of people. So naturally, I got him up and made him sing in front of the teacher. I'm really, really glad I did that, because it was the first time he ever performed in front of anyone. And that boy grew up to be Kane Brown. Which I didn't know. They went to middle school together. Or I guess elementary, whatever you are in sixth grade. Yeah, I'd heard this story of like how they were in choir or whatever together. But the fact that she was the one that got him to like... To do something. Take the leap and sing in front of people. He is a shy guy. He's still a shy guy. Yeah. And that's the interesting part. All these artists who step out on stage in front of 30,000 fans are super introverted and, and they want shy. nothing to do with so it half weird. the time. How do you even do that? Like, I would have a mental breakdown on stage in front of people if I didn't like it. I Meanwhile, she's feel... a sixth grader, like, telling him, like, just go do it. Like, yeah. all, all the confidence in the world at, like, 12 years old. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Lauren Elena is the exception to that rule. Like, she's somebody you could see her anywhere in the world at any time of the day, and she'll talk your ear off. Yep. But it's not like that for most other artists. So the fact that she was in 11 or 12 or however old you are in sixth grade looks over to the guy next to her and goes, no, you should go sing in front of everybody. And he does. And then he becomes Kane Brown. And then she becomes Lauren Elena. That's got to be one crap, one proud choir teacher. Yeah, for sure. For I bet sure. all the other kids in that class hated him. Like, oh, good for you, Kane. Right. Good awesome. for you, Lauren. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You're so talented. <laughs> it's fine. He didn't even make it past American Idol. He doesn't even have a CMA nomination. Yeah. But look at him now. Casey covers country. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.